we're back though, guys. You better believe it. Got some shit to talk about. Had a bit of time off, but yeah. Alrighty. How's it all going out there, guys? Welcome to the Jam Room Podcast. Hope you've all been doing fine out there and shit. Took a week off. Uh, sorry about that. I know I uh, promised an episode last week and was hoping to get Curtis on. Uh, that never happened. Um, Curtis left uh, without doing a podcast episode. Uh, just We ne- never got around to it, guys. Never got around to it. It was never something that was really uh, scheduled for. Uh, so we didn't do it. Took a week off. Been recovering with my arm, guys. Literally just got back from the physio this morning. Um, trying to get the movement back in my arm and stuff. Things are going really fucking well. Really well. Everyone's fucking impressed. All the physios and all that sort of shit. She actually gave me some acupuncture today. Uh, which was a surprise out of nowhere. You know, like the fucking the, the twist of my arm and all that bullshit. You know, the, the muscles are tired. It's still sore. It's stiff. It's all that sort of stuff. I was using the word sore, but it's not really. It's a little bit uncomfortable. Right, um, but anyway, yeah, she shoved some fucking needles in my arm, and that was a wild fucking experience. You guys ever had acupuncture before? Like, I don't know. People write this shit off as being some weird mystical bullshit, like they're gonna, you know, fucking light up some incense and um, summon demons or some shit. It's literally science, and putting these needles in there just fucking got my muscles to relax a little bit. They've been on edge for ages the healing and all that sort of stuff, right? But it was fucking wild, right? So it's like sort of a, my upper forearm, you would say, right? Towards my elbow. There's maybe six or seven pins hanging out of it. And she does it, my arm's sort of up on the fucking bench top or whatever. I look over, see all the pins. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's, that's pretty wild. I fucking wiggle my fingers. And that was an experience. Having these pins stabbed into your muscles somewhere, higher up your forearm... I moved my fingers around. These things started dancing around like a fucking cheap toy that you get from Chinatown, right? Doing like a little dance. And then the doc goes, oh, no, 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 don't, don't move your fingers. Just leave it. It's, you don't want to be doing that. Because I'm guessing these fucking needles are like in the fibers of my muscle. And so as the muscle's contracting, it's going to like move them side to side. It's going to rip some shit in there or whatever. I don't know, but it was wild. And fucking after 20 minutes of these things hanging out of my arm, like, it felt exhausted. Like, it had just relaxed after the biggest workout I've ever done, which isn't a big workout. I don't work out at all. That's one of the recommendations from the doc. Got to start fucking getting my strength back and shit. Um, But slowly, slowly, guys, I'm fucking on the up and up. My flexibility's getting there. I'll be back to playing guitar properly real soon. I mean, I've been playing guitar the last fucking little while. I never really stopped over this whole healing um, process, but my capabilities are well down. So um, they're getting there. I'm saying I'm at fucking 80% as far as guitar goes. Something like that. But anyway, how's your week been, guys? You guys all had fun? I was hanging out with Curtis and uh, getting up to all sorts of bullshit. We tried to get out on the boat a few times, uh, but it never worked. One day we went, the winds were way too high. Tried again a few days later and there was zero winds, so we got out of the boat, but we didn't get to actually sail or anything like that, but um, that's just fucking what Perth's like. It's all or nothing, you know? It's ridiculous over here. Anyway, fucking big sad news here in Perth, guys. Fucking enough with the weather. We've got to stop talking about the fucking weather. 
Patricia the Elephant has died. And if you're from Perth, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, it's probably the longest surviving public figure in all of uh, Perth's history, I guess. <laughs> it would be this fucking elephant that's been at the zoo. 65 years old she was, Trisha. And um, obviously this was the elephant you were introduced to as a child when you went on school excursions to the zoo and all that sort of bullshit. So um, uh, she lived a long life. I don't want to say or pretend that she lived a good life. I can't imagine zoo life for an elephant being anything other than torture. Um, you know, there's certain animals that a zoo's fine for. They're idiots. doesn't matter. Lizards don't seem to give a fuck. Fucking fish are fine in big enough aquariums. Um, you know, certain things. But when you get to those fucking big mammals, I don't know, even the big cats and stuff, like, well, obviously they're mammals as well. I'm not saying they're a different thing, but you know what I mean? Like there's certain levels of freedom loving animals out there that you just don't want to put in a zoo and it's just fu fucking heartbreaking to, to see them anyway. So, I mean, rest in peace, this fucking Trisha elephant. And I did see some... Um, some articles out there that uh, it might be the end of getting any new elephants. So once this lot eventually dies, um, there won't be uh, elephants anymore at the zoo, which to me is a fucking good thing. Good thing. Um, you know how fucking good 4K is on TV? Watch a documentary about fucking elephants. You will get a better view of them than you will at the zoo, right? 4K is pretty good. Right? And get right up fucking close. You see them at the zoo and they're just, you know, they're upset. You're not seeing a happy elephant. You're seeing a fucking depressed, just make it through another fucking day in this dusty shithole sort of thing. Right? I don't know. There's a bunch of animal activists out there that would agree with me. And a bunch of people going like, fuck it. It's just, uh, you know, entertain the kids. Show them what a real elephant's like. Save up and go on fucking safari. Show them what a real elephant's like. I've been chased in a jeep by an elephant before. Um, a real one, a rogue male hanging out there in Masamara, right? That was an experience. That's cool. Like my wife's been uh, living here in Perth for like 15 years or something now. 15, 16 years. And uh, never once have we gone to the zoo. And I know I'd like to show her the zoo or whatever, but it's so low on my priority list. Fucking don't like seeing the animals like that. And uh, people capitalizing off them. Ah. God, I sounded like a leftist cuck then, didn't I? Ah, fuck. Sorry about that, guys. We've got music shit to talk about this week. Because um, there's been plenty, and I've had to truncate my list of things to talk about on this podcast. Because uh, there's just too many, and um, some of them were fairly unremarkable um, as it goes. But anyway, where should we start? We should start with something that sucks, and move on to things that I liked. Which would be in an interesting order for, for some people out there that know my musical taste. So, you know, I bend prog, right? Uh, or whatever. Um, so, so let's start with something that really, really sucks. Um, not prog. Excuse me. Um, we're talking about uh, fucking Australian royalty, Nick Cave. Um, which I don't really know. Nick Cave and the Bad, Bad Seeds did some shit, you know, back in the fucking 40s or something. And uh, everyone's supposed to respect him from there on. But I don't know. He got a new album out and it's not a rock album. It's not um, a moody, fucking grimy, cool thing. I don't know what the fuck it is. It's poetry. That's what it is. It's poetry. It's called Seven Pizalms. You know, they spell palms like that or whatever. 
the PS, ALMS, LMS. Um, fucking, so yeah, this album is nothing but like ethereal pads, just like holding different notes, sort of sounding a bit churchy, not really churchy, more ethereal sort of like, not really a church, but those community centers that are rented out to, um, fucking old ladies with way too many amethysts around their neck, that kind of church sound, you know, someone's got the crystal bowls out and it's just him talking. It's just him saying shit. Um, and yeah, it's all spoken word stuff, and I don't get that shit at all. I mean, how hard is it to write a fucking deep and interesting lyric when it, it's just a combination of words that make no sense, but it makes people reflect in a way that might make sense to them, but really, in reality, it's gibberish, right? It kind of felt like that. And by the way, let me fucking pull it up. Where's my fucking phone? I had a... <laughs> I had a problem with just going through the track list of just, um, wait, let me fucking find, I'm pulling up Spotify now. Let's find Nick Cave. Nick Cave. We don't want the Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds because that's, um, I don't know. Let's see if it actually came up under this. No. No, it didn't. We just need to find Nick Cave himself. It's hard. You have to battle through fucking Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds to find Nick Cave. Anyway, so here's the new album, and um, the first, like, there's eight tracks or whatever of him just talking about stuff, you know, doing a bit of his deep poetry or whatever. But the word have appeared in the first four tracks of an eight-track album, so half of the songs of this album have the word have in their, in their song title. First one, how long have I waited? Have mercy on me. I have trembled my way deep. See what I'm talking about? Uh, I have wandered all my unending days. Well, that one kind of makes sense. Let's face it. The days are not unending anymore, buddy. With this kind of garbage you're pumping out, they are ending, my friend. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. Anyway, whatever. So that was Nick Cave's fucking spoken word bullshit. Didn't really get onto that much. Um, didn't want to get into it that much, Uh due to it not being very musical at all. Like I said, every song sounds the same. It's just pads doing creepy notes, barely. And um, yeah, him talking with a solemn kind of depressed voice over the top. You know, and I, he's, <laughs> I put on a bit of American accent for that when he's obviously Australian. Whatever, listen to it yourself and make up your own fucking mind. All right, what else was bad? Um... Uh, I'm tossing up with this one. All right, I'm only going to get through a couple here, right? But as far as, I'm not saying was bad, but is the next not as impressive, but I thought it would be for the week. So let's say next in disappointment level. Uh, fucking porcupine tree, right? The great porcupine tree, who are great for one reason and one reason only, their drummer, Gavin Harrison, right? Um, so they've uh, bought out their album. We talked about a couple of sing singles that they dropped I don't know, maybe a couple of months ago now. One of them was called Harridan, which we thought was fucking sick. Well, I did. And, and, you know, I didn't get any angry comments about it. So I'm guessing you agreed. There was a sick song all in fives or whatever. So that's on this album. The album's finally out. It's called Closure Slash Continuation. Um, or, I don't know, the slash is... I'm pronouncing a symbol. Uh, so is it Closure or Continuation or just Closure Continuation with a question mark? There's no question on it, but kind of implies it when it's got the either or, right? Don't you reckon? If you're going to do the something slash something, 
I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. Fucking we'll get into that another time, I guess. Anyway, this album was pretty fucking cool. It started well. It started with the, the, that great track that we talked about, Harriton. And I was captured. And throughout the rest of the album, I was recaptured because of certain boredoms, um, simply by the drumming performance. It's, it's all about Gavin Harrison on the drums for that band, as far as I'm concerned. Steve Wilson gets a bit wanky and gets a bit fucking boring. Just simply boring, right? For an exciting prog band, the way they try to fucking um, like build themselves, I don't know if it really plays out all the time. It certainly does with some tracks. It certainly fucking does. They can crush it on some tracks and they can hit some moments. That's what it's all about with Porcupine Tree is they'll find a fucking moment that you never thought this style of thing could find a place that's so enjoyable and fresh feeling. And I got to say that there was a lot of fresh feeling little moments in that. So I probably should have put it higher on the list for this podcast, but for whatever reason, the boredom kind of beat out the coolness. Sorry, fuck. It is what it is. But anyway, I highly recommend you check it out because if you're a, you know, a musician of sorts and you're interested in like drummers being able to handle wicked complicated shit but not make it sound gay, not make it sound super choppy and just like ugh, difficult listening, this guy just, he can flow with anything. You can give him a fucking time signature that doesn't even exist and he'll somehow make it sound cool, right? I don't know. It's wicked. Shout out Gavin Harrison. The guy's fucking amazing. You know, he listens to this podcast, so maybe he'll uh, reach out and come on next time. You never know. You never know. All right. What else was cool? I'm tossing up between the last two. Uh, let's do... All right, let's do Imagine Dragons next, because fucking, as you guys know, I don't really like pop music. I'm probably the first person to start calling it names, right? Uh, but Imagine Dragons, they kind of got me with this new album. It's called Mercury Acts 1 and 2, and it's a long, it's, it's a big boy of an album. It's like an hour and 40 or something like that, 30-something fucking songs on it. And um, these guys have like, uh, I know what they're doing. Like, the, I know the musical tricks they're using. There's this one particular major chord they like to do, which technically should be a minor, but I, everyone, yeah, musicians know what I'm talking about. It's that chord. It's the one that appears in Hallelujah. Um, I think it's the secret chord. And the day they played it, it pleased the Lord, right? That's, you guys know the, the, the E major instead of the E minor, whatever the fuck I'm talking about. Yeah whatever they love that and most of the songs have that little what's now becoming a cliche in their music but uh fuck they're kind of cool like the singer's just balls out just actually just doing it commanding attention and his hooks are catchy and cool and the musicianship is fine behind it it's not blowing my musical tits off but it's uh it's 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 grooving me a bit, you know? Let's get my hips wiggling. Not so much my musical tits, but my, you know, my groove hips. Um, rock and roll. i got to end that. No, fuck that. But you get what I mean. It's an actually pretty fun fucking album. I recommend checking it out. Um, maybe not all of it, but, you know, get some chunks. See if you get addicted to it. Put it on shuffle play the way Adele doesn't want you to, you know? And uh, fucking, yeah, Mercury. Acts 1 and 2. It's kind of cool. I don't know if they released Act 1 before Act 2 or whatever, but they did that. But anyway, I was looking in, into um, Imagine Dragons because as far as I'm concerned, they're five minutes old. 
Um, I know they've got a huge fucking impact on the youth. They love, uh, what was that song, Believer? That was definitely not the right singing in the right key at all. Um, hopefully got the point across. But there was a big song that they had. I know that they're, they're kind of crushing it. I thought that they were like a put-together bullshit Simon Crowell. What's his name? You know, the guy from uh, Britain's Got Talent or whatever. I thought he was kind of that sort of lab project, right? I thought the whole Imagine Dragons thing was just a put-together boy band-ish sort of thing. Turns out I'm very wrong with that. These guys are the real deal. They're fucking just gigging around, trying to make breaks for themselves, and they're just crushing it with this fucking pop catchy sort of, uh, you know, spin on whatever kind of music they are, right? Which is obviously a little bit rocky, and I'm always grateful when there's actual instruments going on in pop music that actually makes an impact on the youth, right? That's fucking cool. Uh, so I did a bit of a dive trying to figure out who the guys guys are or whatever. Um, turns out the fucking band's called Imagine Dragons, right? And no one really knows why. Apparently, it's an anagram for a phrase only known to the members of the band, right? And there was some speculation obviously going on because how many things can you come from? Like, I was trying to do an anagram of Imagine Dragons and... Fucking, what did I come up with? Nah, some words that don't exist. Wait, wait, you guys hold on a second. I think there's someone at my fucking door. Well, uh, sorry about that. That was a fucking false alarm, guys. Heard some footsteps and my dog was barking. I thought, eh, something's going on, but it's not. What are we talking about? Anagrams of fucking uh, Imagine Dragons. What's the best one I came up with? I dreaming a song. I dreaming a song. That was the best one I fucking came up with or whatever. But I've seen some things online and like people are flipping out and they're like, oh, you know, we've been, we've been fucking played. It's not an anagram at all. It's an acronym. It's a, it's a whole phrase that if you took the first letter from each one of the words of the phrase, you would get Imagine Dragons. So I was like, all right, let's try some. This is the first one I came up with. I might argue goth is not entirely dark, Rather a grayness of never-ending sadness. Don't know where that one came from, but that's Imagine Dragons. That's what it actually stands for, guys. And for those of you trying to be nitpickers, never-ending is indeed one word where you can use it one word. You can hyphenate it if you want to as well, but you know you don't have to do the you know the extra e there. Um, what else did I get? Oh yeah, inside my anus grows immense negativity. Ah, wait, let me start it again. Can't even read my own fucking writing. Inside my anus grows immense negative energy directed right at Gary Oldman's nutsack. That's an anagram. Oh, an acronym, sorry, for <laughs> Imagine Dragons. Inside my anus grows immense negative energy directed right at Gary Oldman's nutsack. Yeah, that one works. Um, Gary Oldman was the only uh, name I could come up with for the G-O initials. So um, shout out Gary Oldman, shout out Sirius Black, uh, shout out Harry Potter. Uh, didn't mean to throw you under the bus like that, Gary Oldman. Um, apologize, uh, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, and I know you are. Um, well then, yeah, come on and defend yourself about the fucking negative energy from uh, someone's nutsack or your anus, whatever. Whatever that fucking acronym was that I just said. Moving along, guys. Fucking whatever. Imagine Dragons. Check out the fucking... The album Mercury Acts One and Two. Maybe that's an acronym for something. I'm not even going to try right now. Anyway. Oh uh, yeah. All right. So last album for the fucking uh, episode, guys. 
Uh, this one actually pleased me quite a lot. Uh, Alexis on fire. You know what's so fucking funny? I always thought, like, you know, Alexis on fire, Alex is on fire, or whatever. In my notes here, I've written Alexis is on fire. So that's just going to piss off all the fans, because that's not taking any side of the fence. So Alexis is on fire, brought <laughs> out a new album uh, called Otherness. And this one was sick. This was fucking fun. This is like the kind of evolution I wanted emo to take instead of going full hardcore. Has anyone else noticed that? That emo music kind of took it, like went into the hardcore thing uh, really easily. Uh, but this album is kind of like all of a sudden I don't hate emo music, you know? My sister was a huge fan of, of this band um, when we were growing up. I believe she's got lyrics from one of their shitty songs tattooed to her somewhere or, or something like that as well. Um, so it means a lot to a lot of people. And they haven't bought out an album since uh, 2014 or something. So this is kind of cool. Good news. We've got a new Alexis is on fire um, album uh, called Otherness. And it's super fun. It's musicality is wicked. The production is insane. Um, if you'd like just coolish rock music with plenty of good hooks, this is not cheesy Imagine Dragon hook, which is still kind of catchy or whatever. This is cool, grimier, more epic hooks. Some of the fucking songs was like sort of stadium rockish, you know? Anyway, I had a fucking great time uh, checking out that album. And I. Hope you do the same. That'll be fun. It'll be a fun little weekend for you, hey? You got nothing else planned? Why not chuck on some of these albums and criticize them the way I do? Um, just for fun. And, uh, you know, put your opinions online for nobody else to listen to. It's a little bit of a record of your train of thought at that little moment in history. Isn't that fun? God, the internet's cool. All right, we've wrapped this shit up. What was going on else in music news around the place? Oh, fuck yeah. Um... Yeah, we'll end uh, the episode with this. Uh, Metallica are fucking back on number one, baby. Holy shit. So um, this TV show that some people are into, I don't know, you may have heard of it, called Stranger Things. I don't know what it's about. It's about monsters in the 80s or something like that. Never watched it. Uh, I might check it out now that they've talked about Metallica. But apparently in their final episode of their latest season, which might be the final season ever or something, I don't know, the big finale, Master of Puppets was played. One of the dudes in the show played Master of Puppets and quite a lot of the song is kind of featured throughout the episode from what I can gather. I haven't seen it. Um, so all of a sudden, Metallica are back. Number one on fucking Spotify. I saw people fucking umming and ahhing about it when they hit like number 17 on Spotify or something like that. And then a couple of days later, number one, the kids are fucking checking out Metallica. And they're checking out not any old gay Metallica. They're not just doing nothing else matters for the thousandth time, right? It's Master of Puppets. This was the, like, the song that got me into Metallica. Like as a, as a young child, you know, starting in high school, I was into my uh, pop punk stuff, right? Massive Blink-182, Mill and Colin fan, yeah? That kind of guitaring, power chords, simple little solos, pentatonic shit, all the way. Wicked. Then when I finally got exposed to Metallica, and I went kicking and screaming towards Metallica, because I had that impression as a you know, kid that had no other frame of reference. They were heavy metal, it's all rah, screaming rah, death stuff. Thought it was satanic. So I was like, ugh, whatever. Then I actually listened to it. I had a friend that fucking insisted 
blew my balls off. Again, for the second time this podcast, <laughs> my balls were blown off. And basically what happened was that my entire musical world was shifted. And as a guitar player, I now had new projects, right? And it's all because of the album Master of Puppets, in particular the song Master of Puppets. Um, th there's a whole generation of guitarists out there that would say the exact same thing as me. And how cool is it that these kids are now fucking going to be exposed to Metallica again? Because let's face it, Metallica isn't the be-all and end-all guitar-wise. Nowhere near it. But they are a good bridge from something simple like what you'd normally hear on the radio and even like normal punk and sort of yeah, basic rocky stuff. Even your ACDCs. I mean, no shade on ACDC, but the riffs aren't quite Metallica riffs for the fucking just uh, the, you know, digit gymnastics that you have to do with your hand, right? And so, yeah, as a musician, it's a good little step, good little bridge and definitely use it as a bridge. Metallica is not an endpoint. Fucking bridge elsewhere, right? But fucking awesome. And they're back. They're back at number one. Um, I don't know. Listening to, like, I listened to um, Master of Puppets start to finish. I have it on vinyl. So I checked it out the other day. It's like, fuck yeah, let's celebrate this. And uh, it might be the best song on the album still. There's plenty of good bangers on there, but I don't know. Sometimes with those Metallica albums, it's more of like a B-side-y thing that I fall in love with. But um, with Master of Puppets, I don't know. It just goes on for a bit long, hey? It's a, it's a long song. This is an eight-minute fucking long song. And you know what's interesting about it? Like, you know, we say that Metallica is just pure thrash sort of shit. They're proggy as fuck. Like, the main verse riff for Master of Puppets, right? Do you guys know the ones I'm talking about? I don't have a guitar with me to be able to play it to you. And I probably couldn't rip it off anyway right now in the state that my arm's in. Um, but you know that fucking that that main one that is singing over the top of right? I mean that's not an easy riff to count or anything like that. That's not a normal time signature. That's like what is it? It's four. It's like three bars of four and then a bar of five eight at the end for that little tag that do it do it. Yeah, little five eight. Yeah, which means you count to three, but your three is not a full thing. So it'd be like a one two three one two three, right? It will cut off short. So like, one and two and three and four and one and two and three and four and one and two and three and four and one and two and three one. Then you got to start again there. Like that's not a fucking easy riff to be following as a drummer, even as a guitar player, or as a guitar player and singer. So fucking shout out James Hetfield. He's a immensely talented to, to be able to sing over the top of the crazy shit that he plays as well like it's just fucking cool whether you love it or, or, or hate it whatever Metallica's fucking Metallica and they're back on top so I'm gonna leave you with Master of Puppets guys why the fuck not in its entirety because even though it's getting popular and stuff like that no one's gonna play it on the radio in its entirety all fucking eight minutes with change you know but anyway Fucking master of puppets. Shout out, Metallica. And uh, thank you for listening to the Jam Room Podcast, guys. It's been a fun one. It won't be two weeks till the next one. Uh, we just took some time off, hanging out with Curtis before he left. And uh, we never got around to doing a podcast. So sorry. Maybe next time, guys. Maybe next time. Have a great week, everybody. Take care now. Bye-bye then.